You're listening to another episode of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore. Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore is sponsored by Cheers, Make Your Own Wine. One cannot put a price on good food, good company, and of course, excellent wine. That's what Cheers offers to our wonderful community of Wusaga Beach. Excellent wine, proudly serving our community since 2008. Cheers, Make Your Own Wine at 1344 Mosley Street, Wasaga Beach, Ontario, 705-429-8419. Hello, everybody. This is Bill Friday with another edition of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore. And what do you know? We've contacted our co-host, Ron McGoey, who is now landed in Kissimmee, Florida. And we contacted him by telephone. Now, this is a recording through uh, through the Internet and, of course, his telephone. And we ran into a little trouble towards the end where we somehow got cut off. However, the, the stuff in between is quite interesting, so let's have a listen. I'm great. I'm great. I'm, I'm uh, actually trying to record this right now. I hope it works. Well, I guess we'll know when we... Uh... <laughs> when you when you play it back. Yeah, and we are talking I am talking to you through the computer, not through anything else. So there you are. How does my how, how does my voice sound to you? Clearer than uh, it sounds like you're in the room here. No kidding. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> okay. All so right. how have you been? Uh, just fine. Just fine. We've got another 10 inches of snow or so today, so I was going to Holy go over smokes. to your place and, and shovel your walk. That's why I'm calling. And, Ten uh, inches is in the old-fashioned amount. Yeah, that's right. That, that's that's right. quite a that, yeah, quite a dump. Well, I just don't I don't know what centimeters is, you know. So. so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's there's there's no snow on the ground here. Um. All right now, okay. So, uh, are are you available? Can you talk for a few minutes? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Karan's over at Walmart or somewhere like that. On the, oh, okay, all you know, right. American Dream run gone wild here. Wow, wow. Okay. She should go to, she should go to Targets because we don't have Targets anymore. You know. So. I heard, I heard that on a radio show actually. That was right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, how was uh, how was your trip down? Uh, it was down it was good. Uh, it was uh, you know we were over in Milford, Connecticut. Uh, for um, two nights, and then we were in uh, Marietta, Georgia, for five, no, six nights, and then we swung over to the Big Easy for three nights, and actually stayed at a hotel we used to work with back in before I was hunting for Larry. And uh, the sales lady I'd known for years uh, put us in a presidential suite, so we roughed it. Isabella loved it, I think, more than anybody else. And we ate a whole bunch and uh, drank a whole bunch, and then we meandered over here to uh, Kissimmee, Florida. Now, now tell me, had you been to New Orleans before? Yeah, we were doing math, and it was, I think, my 22nd trip and Karan's 12th. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Isn't that something? Well, that's good. Kind of home away from home, but uh, yeah. 
Uh, the, the city's really doing well. They've rebounded well. It's almost been 10 years since Katrina. Um, and, the, you know, the, the tourism industry is, vi- you know, vibrant again. And very funny, interesting statistic. Um, before Katrina, there were 800 restaurants in New Orleans proper. And now they have 1,600, even though they have less population. So the, they're still eating up a storm. And, uh, yeah, a really great place, uh, a fun spot in our hearts for, for the city. Well, isn't, um, that, isn't that nice? That's good. And it is good. They, they, they've been through a lot. How uh, So how in general was your trip? Did you run into any bad weather at all? We hit a little bad weather when we left Connecticut, and uh, we were going through Pens- part of Pennsylvania, and it got bad. But, of course, we were further south before the storm of the century that they predicted for the northeast yeah. um, occurred. I don't think it was as bad as they thought, but, you know, it was it was nasty. Well, they, but they, no, that was the they, only inclement weather we had. It was, we were they, were going, they were going to do. Uh, they were going to err on the on the bad side, if anything else. Uh, so, you, you yeah. Well, you they they're, they're very snow sensitive. Uh, um, they're weather sensitive. To, it's, it's amazing how they can whip the public into a frenzy over weather. But well, it's good for sales. It's good for sales of bottled water and uh, oh. batteries and things yes. like that, right? And, and even course, even the odd snowplow gets purchased. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So actually, it's so we it's, we got in here um, yesterday, just around three o'clock, and time to get some a few supplies in and and uh, watch Super Bowl number forty nine. You didn't watch that, did you? Wow. Yes, and 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 my wife was in this football pool, and 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 going into the game, she was leading, and it came time to decide New England or Seattle, and the game was so close. She said, "I don't know what to do, Ron. What should I do?" And I said, "You know what? I don't know either." Let's put two treats down for Isabella. We'll mark one New England, one Seattle, and whichever one she eats first, <laughs> pick them. Okay. <laughs> and the little devil went for New England first. She sniffed it and then did an about right turn and went for Seattle, gobbled it down. So this was on, uh, on Saturday. So Cron put her pick in and took, took the Hawks. And the, the little the little devil looked like she was going to be prophetic with 30 seconds to go, and they're on the three-yard line, and there's been an incredible reception, and we were just, you know, hugging the kitty. And then, for some strange reason, the brain trust of the Seattle Seahawks decided, nah, we won't run. It's working too well. We'll throw a slant. And then well, what happened? Up. And then what well, happened? Well, then what happened is... Isabella dove for the television, uh, hissed at it, and the rest is, shall we say, history. And and as I as I said to Karan, I said, "Holy smokes! I can see the headline: New England is elated, not deflated." Yeah, that is right, and that's exactly what the headline I think in the in the New York Post or something. Anyway, uh, I I guess Isabella didn't know anything about Malcolm Butler before the game, right? She sure does now. She says, "She said, Daddy, I want a butler." <laughs> well, Butler. I gotta probably, tell you though, Bill, it was a, it was an excellent football game. It was it was think? an exciting game. It really was. I, uh, you know, sometimes these big games are duds, but that was not a dud. That was an excellent football game, 
And uh, where did where did Matthews come from, for goodness sake? With, well, you know where he came from. He came from Winnipeg, I think. He did. He was the Rookie of the Year for the Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers. Um, and I'm, I'd be lying to say I know how his, what his career, obviously, he left the CFL, and I think he was stocking shelves or something. There was some rumor he was... Well, you know, in their own inimitable fashion, they said, oh, he dropped off the face of the map. He was playing football in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> but he was... Uh, did he play this past season in Canada? Or because they... No, did, no, they... I believe it was two years ago he was with the Bombers. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. So I guess he was out of football and then sort of, uh, you know, signed on with those guys late in the year. And uh, I guess he probably would have been the MVP if... Somebody would have figured out to run the football. I think if uh, if the Seahawks had of uh, a matter of fact, I said that during the the last part of the game. I said, "Oh, this guy's uh, especially." <laughs> I said, "This guy has got to be the the uh, most valuable player of the of, of the game." There's no yep. question about it. Now, how about that uh, that catch uh, that took Holy them up to smokes. the? Holy smokes! Just when you think you've seen it all. Yeah, now does that relate back? Does that relate back to the to the one that was called back um, earlier mm. in the playoffs? I don't know. It was it was it was there were so many bizarre things that happened during the playoffs. It was almost, I mean, it was seemed like they were destined. Again, they didn't play their greatest game, and then they you know they came out kind of flat, like in the Green Bay game, and then you know caught lightning in a bottle, and then. That thing was right up there with the, you know, the immaculate reception from Franco Harris, practically. Yeah, well, and now, they just seemed to be they were destined to win the darn thing. Right, right, uh, right away. My son, who was sitting beside me, brought up on his his iPhone or cell phone or whatever. Anyway, he brought it up. He said, "The uh, the the catcher must have full control of the football." Uh, wow. Now, did he have full control of that football? Holy smokes! Um, that's a good question. Uh, but it it certainly did not touch the ground, that's for sure. No, it did. There's no question it didn't touch the ground. It, it, it touched about everything else possible. It was uh, it's just, you know, unbelievable uh, turn of events. Like, so many things happened in, in the last, you know, eight or nine minutes of that game. It was it was borderline CFL-ish. Oh, it was. It was, yeah. Almost as good as the CFL. Not quite. Holy but smokes! Almost. But uh, they, uh, you know, uh, Brady played. You know, he was he was impressive. It was, yeah, he was. There were a lot of yeah. impressive things. Yeah. Did did he? I, I noticed that during the game that uh, he brought up, uh, or they brought up the that he had thrown eleven touchdown passes in in Super Bowl history and in, in his history, uh, along with Joe Montana. Uh, now, did he get the twelfth? I can't. I can't remember. He did get the twelfth. He did. So he is. He did. He's the. He's the. He's, he's, he's the leader. Huh? He's the leader. He is the leader. And he got a bright new red truck too for all his efforts. Wow! It was. Uh, how do you split that? You know, that if you're a Seahawks fan, it would be a tough one. Um, how do and you, you know, Pete Carroll's gonna that that call. Um, you know, as Cron said, well, who made that call? And I, and I believe it works like they probably came from the offensive coordinator. Yeah, it's got it to go did. through the head coach. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna fire him now. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the head coach had the final say. If he didn't like that, he could have said, no way, we're running it. So I, I did hear an interview that he takes full responsibility for the call. And, you know, I mean. Well, uh, he's, he's the boss. Uh, right? You know, he's... obviously they were. You know, if you can look a little bit on the Seahawks side, perhaps they knew that uh, they were going to be looking for Lynch. 
So maybe, you know, uh, you know, fake it to Lynch, and then maybe, you know, Wilson could have put it on his hip and, and rolled around. Unfortunately, that's where we got cut off from Ron in Kissimmee, Florida. But we'll uh, get back to him again uh, for future broadcasts. But for now, that is the latest edition of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore.